Thanks for checking out this message from Spring Mountain. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, swimmountcf.co.uk. Or join us every Sunday from 11am at Abbey Road in Barrow and Furness. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, then please email prayer at springmountcf.co.uk. Good morning. It's great to be here. Um, I came into this building um, a few years ago when you just purchased it. And I thought, oh, wow, this is an amazing building. It's got so much potential. Uh, but now the work starts, and already you're doing some amazing things. So when I'm going to roll around the north of England, I always say to, to pastors and to leaders, uh, look at what they're doing at Spring Mountain Barrow, doing some amazing work, and lives are being changed. And how do you know that a church is growing and flourishing? Well, you come back to speak, and you don't recognize people. So it's great that you're growing and you're flourishing. Uh, that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, my name's Johnny Gios. Um, I've been in Cumbria 18 years now. I'm originally from Manchester. I support Manchester City, who are playing this afternoon, who will win, who will get closer to Liverpool and then eventually win the league. I'm sorry. I can say that because Johnny's not here and I'm not going to get any uh, elbows in the ribs. Um, I'm a church planter. We have a church in Kendall called Gateway Church. That's been going just over a year. Um, we've hit some bumps in the road, and we've had some high points where we've seen five people come to know Jesus. We've uh, had baptisms. Uh, we're going into a different season now. Um, we're starting various different projects. Hopefully, CAP is coming back to Kendall in some form. Uh, and it's good that you do CAP here and all the stuff around that. It's excellent. Um, I also um, work for Cinnamon Network two days a week, covering the north of England, so from Crewe all the way up to Carlisle, across to the northeast and down the side uh, to Hull, uh, helping churches set up social action projects like food banks um, and street angels, etc., etc. Um, and I also work for Cumbria Police as well, and I've just handed in my notice. So I've got three weeks to work for Cumbria Police, and I step into this different transition of uh, concentrating on, on the church plant uh, in Kendall to see lives uh, completely transformed through uh, Jesus um, I'm also a work in progress. I don't stand here uh, as a perfect person at all. I'm a work in progress. I have my failures. I have my doubts. I have my dreams. I have my visions. Um, and, but I'm a work in progress. So I'm not perfect um, at all. Um, and uh, this morning I'm speaking on continuing your series of psychics and um, I told Johnny that was doing it. And I also told my wife uh, that I was doing a, a series on psychics. And she said, what? You're, you're speaking on psychics. I was like, no, I'm not speaking on psychics. I'm speaking on sidekicks. Um, and I'm speaking uh, this morning on uh, Jonathan. And I know you covered Jonathan a few weeks ago, but I'm coming from it uh, from a different uh, angle. And um, this morning, um, I just want us just to maybe bow our heads and just reflect. Uh, I come here this morning not knowing where any of you are, uh, whether you're high on a mountain and you're having a mountaintop experience and things are going absolutely fantastic. And some of you maybe you're in the valley and it's dark and it's lonely, and you feel God is so far away. I don't know where you are uh, at the moment in whether in that experience, whether it's a mountaintop or a valley, but you know what? God is with you wherever you are, celebrating and coming alongside and taking you by your right hand and leading you, guiding you. So uh, we were just going to pray now, and uh, as we 
as we kind of come around and looking at uh, Jonathan and David and your word, Lord. Father, I just pray that you will come alongside those people that are sat here all together as a church family, whether it's a mountaintop experience that someone's going through right now or whether it's a valley experience and it's just, it's, it's amazing that you're here even thinking to yourself. And, and the Lord just wants to come close to every one of us this morning. And we just pray, Lord, that we would open up our hearts and our ears uh, to what you're going to say to each one of us. May we go away from this place changed and more in love with you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Jonathan is this amazing psychic uh, to David. So, when we, when we say David, we're thinking of David and Goliath. Uh, as we read in 1 Samuel, uh, we're looking at uh, Jonathan from 1 Samuel uh, 14, 18, 19, and 20. We're not going to read all that this morning, otherwise we'll be here till this afternoon, and the football's on this afternoon, and I want to watch a bit of it. Um, so uh, I'm just going to summarize uh, a few bits of Jonathan and David in a, in a moment, but um, who is your sidekick? I'm sure Johnny and other speakers have asked that question. Who is your sidekick? Who is your close companion who do you meet for coffee with and talk about Jesus and pray together and open the word and the bible and say how's God been speaking to you who is your sidekick and you don't need to answer that just think about it maybe if you need to do something about it if you haven't got a sidekick if you haven't got a companion on that journey maybe considering or maybe I mentioned it to Johnny or to Ros or to other people in leadership team or even your friend would you like to be my psychic? Would you like to be my close companion on the journey as we journey together to encourage one another? Uh, there's various different psychics, and I bet that if these, these have not been mentioned during your series, then I'll be, I'll be horrified. Del Boy and Rodney. Was that mentioned? Oh, I'm covering new ground. I'm covering new ground. Batman and Robin. Great. Goose and Maverick, it's coming out again, Top Gun. Watch your screens next year, Goose and Maverick. Um, Han Solo and Chewie, good sidekick. Uh, Frodo and Sam, yes. And I've got a short clip of another sidekick duo. Let's see it. The film's also called Groundhog Day. You kind of get the gist. <laughs> so, Wallace needs Gromit, doesn't he? Always, Wallace always gets himself in these messes. Can anyone tell us uh, what happened next, if you're a Wallace and Gromit fan? It's the Weir Rabbit. Anyone? Go on, quickly. Oh, go on, tell me then, tell me, tell me, tell me what happens next. Wallace turns into the rabbit. Yes, that's right. And they get it all, reverse it all because he is the were-rabbit, isn't he? And then they reverse him back so he likes cheese again. Absolutely. So, yes, another, uh, another good sidekick. Um, if you've got your Bibles, um, open or look on the screen because it should be coming up. Uh, a golden rule from Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. So... In everything, do to others what you'd have them do to you. This sums up the law and the prophets, Matthew 7, verse 12. And that's a bit of an echo of the great commandment, is to love God and to love others. 
love your neighbor. And that means just anyone that you come in contact with, anyone, not just your next door neighbor, but anyone, just love them. So it's a bit of an echo and, um, and that's what we're to do, to love others um, as uh, they would have, uh, you would have them to do to you. For this sums up the law on, on prophets. So, question for you, and I'd like to, you, for you to discuss in twos or threes around you, and the question's going to put on the screen. Think about one of your friends, what really stands out to you about them, and why are they an encouragement to you in your life? You've got a couple of minutes to talk about that. Go. Okay, we're going to get a bit involved this morning, so maybe just a a couple of people would like to be brave and just shout out uh, something that, uh, about one of their friends, what really stands out uh, for you about them and what encouragements do they give in your life. Anyone want to kind of give us some answers? It'd be really, really encouraging to me if you would. Your mate Dave went to uni. Excellent. Brilliant. Do you want to say something? Brilliant. And what you see is kind of what you get and there's no masks. That's brilliant. That's an encouragement, isn't it? Because then you can be open and then honest and say, actually, I'm struggling with this a bit. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, that's really encouraging, isn't it? Because I think sometimes, if we let, let's, let's be really honest this morning, so, and I've done it myself, um, when someone's told me about a situation and I've said, yeah, I'll pray about it, but I've not prayed about it. And what I really like is that if someone says, I'll pray about it, I'll, I'll normally say to them, can you pray for me now? even if it's over the phone or with me, because that's authentic. If you're going to pray for someone, and, and, we do forget, and we do forget, and sometimes it's probably not kind of a bit of a wavering prayer because for whatever reason, but it, that, that for me, yeah, it's a real encouragement when someone says, I'll pray for you, and they actually pray for you. So thank you for sharing. Any others? You've, you've got friends, right? <laughs> we might have followers, but how many does have friends? That's another sermon series. What's her address? <laughs> Brilliant. So, so you're encouraged by your friend who bakes cakes um, for you? Is that uh, for you or for the street or just for everyone? Brilliant for you. <laughs> I'll get your address later. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully we're all encouraged by friends around us that either their attitude um, or their honesty or praying for us, they really encourage us. I wonder how can we be encouragement? I know Johnny was talking a couple of weeks about Barnabas, the son of encouragement. How can we encourage others as we journey with people to be psychics? And so we're talking about Jonathan uh, this morning. And Jonathan is kind of the um, I'm with you sidekick. He's with Jonathan. He's for him. He's like champion and saying, yes, go on, my son. I'm with you, even though I'm in line to be the next king. He's like, no, I'm with you. I'm just going to uh, summarize, because we're not going to read uh, all these uh, chapters, um, but I'm going to summarize a bit about David in a, in a moment. But the background to David, David is a kind of a young shepherd boy. He's out in the field. He's a pretty good magician. Uh, magician? Musician. <laughs> he's probably a good magician as well. Uh, but he's a good musician. Um, he's a good shepherd, so he kind of knows his flock, um, knows the outdoors, uh, he's pretty talented uh, uh, as well. And um, then he kind of he, um, gets called up. He gets to, to meet King Saul. Um, he likes his playing, but he you know, kind of also 
it gets out there and, and goes to, towards the Philistines and goes towards Goliath and picks up five stones and um, gets a, a sling and bump. He defeats uh, Goliath and cuts off his, his head and he's defeated and caught and Saul thinks he's the greatest thing uh, since sliced bread. So, and we go into the story of what happened in their relationship from then on. So after defeating Goliath, the great Philistine giant, David came to live at King Saul's palace. The king's son, Jonathan, and David became great friends. Jonathan shared his riches and his new friend. He gave him his own coat and belt and even sword and bow and arrows. That's a quite a big thing to give someone those things. David and Jonathan loved each other as brothers and promised to be friends as long as they lived. King Saul became jealous of great warrior, great warrior David when he saw how much the people loved him. When the king tried to kill David, Jonathan warned his friends and helped him escape. Jonathan persuaded his father not to harm David, so he returned to the palace. But soon King Saul became jealous again and tried several times to kill David. And he fled for his life. One day, David returned to ask Jonathan, why is his father wanting to kill him? They devised a secret plan using arrows for David to know if Saul was still angry with him. Saul was still angry because he knew that his son Jonathan would never be king as long as David lived. David came out of his hiding place and talked with Jonathan about the promises they had made as friends. Because of Saul's anger and jealousy for David, the friends knew that he must leave. They said goodbye to each other, and that was it. Even though King Saul hated David, they continued to chase him. Jonathan and David were, were loyal to each other and remained the best of friends. Jonathan was that, I'm with you, psychic. I'm with you and for you. I'm going to stand by you. I'm going to be your friend to the very end. Now we have lots of maybe followers on Instagram or Twitter or on Facebook, but how many people really are our friends? How many people do we really speak to on one-to-one, -one, go for coffee and really open up and say, this is what I'm struggling with, and, and how many times do we encourage those people? It was probably, I've got lots of different acquaintances and friends, but there's probably only about five people that I'm really close to, and I could really call my, my friends that I would really open up to. And it's really important for us to have those psychics, those people who could be companions on the journey in our relationship with Jesus. So I just want to bring out a couple of points um, about, about Jonathan and what he was like and to see if we can strive uh, to be like that. Because ultimately, as we go through things in our life, God is Emmanuel. God is with us. And we're to focus our, our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. So Jonathan was loving and loyal, loving and loyal. It says in 1 Samuel 18 verse 1, after David had finished talking with Saul, Saul, Jonathan became one in spirit with David and he loved him as himself. He loved David as himself. He loved him as himself. So he was an absolute loving friend and psychic um, to, to David. 1 Samuel 19, verse 4. 
Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul, his father, and said to him, let not the king do wrong to the servant David. He has not wronged you, and what he has done has benefited you greatly. So Jonathan's this person who is loving and loyal, even above his family. He's not, he's, he sees the wrong in his dad and what he's trying to do and his attitude. And you read back in previous verses that, that his dad's done some terrible things as King Saul. But Jonathan is absolutely loving and loyal. So that's my, kind of my first uh, point. And if you go on to the next slide, I said, yeah, encouraging as a leader. So he's encouraging as a, as a leader as well. So in 1 Samuel 23 verse 16 and 17 it says this and Saul's son Jonathan went to David at Horesh and helped him find strength in God don't be afraid he said my father Saul will not lay a hand on you so Jonathan's an encourager he goes along to David and he says you're not going to be touched he's an encourager and I know I don't really need to kind of go over it because Johnny's already kind of, um, if you've not listened to it, uh, go on to the podcast about being encouragers. Let's be encouragers uh, today. And um, in 1 Samuel 14, Jonathan uh, attacks the Philistines. He's a leader as well as an encourager. He leads from the front and his armor bearer is at his side. And his armor bearer is saying, because he sees this leader in Jonathan, he says, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you, or 100% I'm with you. And some probably armor bearers would probably do one because he, he's on his own and he's fighting the Philistines. And it says this, Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, his young armor bearer, so younger than him, come, let's go over to the outpost of those uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will act in our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether it be by many or by few. Do all that you have in mind, his armor bearer said. Go ahead, I am with you, heart and soul. So, so Jonathan's not just this encourager, but he's this great leader as well because he's probably seen some good stuff from his dad, uh, King Saul, but he's, he's probably learned a lot of stuff and he's seen stuff to not to do as well. So he's a, this great leader where he's, he's leading from the front, but he's also this great encourager as well. He's also a great hero maker. 1 Samuel 20, verse 42. Go in peace, for we have sworn friendship with each other in the name of the Lord, saying, the Lord is witness between you and me, between your descendants and my descendants forever. Then David left and Jonathan went back to the town. Jonathan wanted the best for David in many ways. He was there, he was an encourager, he was a leader, he was cheering him on. Do we want the best for our friends, for those people who are following Jesus? Absolutely. Absolutely I do for my people, for those people who I'm close to, my, my kind of companions on my journey. I want the best for them. I think sometimes we, when we hear stuff for, uh, of our friends are doing things, that we think, oh, oh, it's not happened to me, or God's blessing them, but why is he not blessing me? So, Jonathan is the I'm with you sidekick. Do we have healthy psychics in our lives? Do we have healthy companions on the journey as we journey with Jesus? Do we have people in our lives that are friends that are loyal, loving, encouraging, and wanting the best for us? 
And then for us, how can we be like that as a Jonathan example to other people? How can we be encouraging? How can we be loving and loyal to those people around us? One person that kind of was loyal and then wasn't loyal was, Je- was Jesus and the Peter example. And it says this in Matthew 26, verse 32 to 34. But after I've risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter replied, even if all fall away on, your, on all accounts, I never will. Truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, this very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And what did Peter do after Jesus was arrested? He disowned Jesus three times. No, I don't know him. No, 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 I'm not with him. No, not me. No, I'm a different set of followers. No, not, not, no, no. He disowned Jesus. But then, Acts 2, as we read in, in, in the Acts of the Apostles, we read how Peter is absolutely dedicated and full of the Holy Spirit goes around and preaching and seeing many people come to know Jesus. Romans 12 says this, verse 10, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves, never being lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, share the Lord's people who share with the Lord's people who are in need, practice hospitality, love each other deeply, honor others more than yourselves. Do you know what? This is just a reminder because you, as a church, do this so well in your communities of Walney and and around here as well. You do that fantastic, and that's a great example. And it's a great encouragement to other churches that you're engaging with the community and sharing God's love in word and deed. So thinking about this story between Jonathan and David, how did King Saul feel about David? He felt a bit jealous, didn't he? Felt angry. But who helped David when Saul was trying to kill him? It was Jonathan. He helped him out practically. How did Jonathan honour David? Well, he gave away the things that showed he was in the king's family. Swords and that precious, those precious things that he would have belonged to, belonged to Jonathan that were from the king's family. So David and Jonathan were loyal friends. They loved each other as brothers, and Jonathan helped David when his father tried to kill him. Now, we have the best psychic, the best companion in that of Jesus, who loves us deeply and wants the best for us and wants to see us reach our full potential because he's got loads of stuff for us because he is faithful. He will never disappoint, disappoint us because Jesus is hope. He's brought hope to our lives and he has brought hope to my life. I've been a Christian since I was 13 and I just think, I don't want to look back on what could have been because Jesus is my number one and I will lean and press into him because he's my priority. He will never leave you nor forsake you. A man of companions may come to him, but there is one friend who sticks closer than a brother. That was one of my first ever sermons when I was age 17, talking about friendship. Um, he does stick closer um, than a brother. We can strive to be great psychics to others by being kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave us. 
And we can learn from other great examples like Jonathan and others that you've heard about over the summer in your psychic series. I'm sure you've learned loads um, from the psychic series. But we can be great psychics for Jesus by surrendering all to him. And that's not easy. Don't stand here and say that that's just, that's an easy thing to do. It's not an easy thing to do, to surrender all and to be obedient. Because, and I've been, I've struggled to leave the place and think, oh, I could, I, I need the money, but no. God's told me that I need to leave it and to be, to be obedient to him and he will provide because the ultimate priority is to plant a church in, in Kendall and to see many more people come to know Jesus. That's the priority. And sometimes it's hard to do things that, um, like that, to step out um, when you've maybe not got the guaranteed finance. But God does provide. And this, this building here is living proof that God does provide financially and he provides people as well. So be encouraged, church. And stepping out and being obedient might be speaking to people, giving things away using our time well, praying for others, giving a word to others. Maybe this week God has, has prompted you to speak to someone and the Holy Spirit's been nudging you and you've said, no, 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 yeah, you're all right. No, I'm not going to do it. But step out because that's God speaking to you to say, go and to speak to that person or go and pray for that person. Encourage you to do that this week. If the Holy Spirit's prompting you to do something like that, just step out in faith and do it. Last question, uh, as we uh, kind of uh, wind up and come into land, uh, it should be on the screen. What one thing have you noticed or learned about Jonathan today, and what might you do to be a better psychic for Jesus this week? You've got a couple of minutes, go. I'm not asking for any feedback for this, but could you, could you this week be a great companion to those to someone who doesn't have a faith? Could you introduce Jesus um, to someone who doesn't know him yet? Because you might have heard on the radio or seen on the TV that we live in a world of brokenness. Hurts, habits, hang-ups, relationship breakdowns, famine, wars, crime. We live in a world of brokenness. But God's way was to to have a world that was filled with God's perfect design, where he created the world perfect. But we know that that's not the way that he ended up, because it ended up with man turning away from God and disobeying God, and that is called sin. And sin stands for, shove off God, I'm in charge, no to your ways. Shove off God, I'm in charge, no to your ways. But God sent a rescuer, and that rescuer is Jesus, who is God, who came down into our brokenness, and three days later, he went on the cross for each and every one of us. We deserve death because we're sinful, but Jesus came in our place. And three days later, he rose again. And if we turn and follow Jesus, he will restore us back to God's perfect design. Once we were far from God, but as Jesus comes as our rescue, we can be near to God and be in a relationship with him. And he has got so much more for each and every one of us. He wants us to reach our potential. 
let's just bow our heads as we close. And if there's anyone here that feels like, oh man, I live in a world of brokenness and it's rubbish. And this relationship I've just heard about with David and Jonathan, oh, that's just amazing. But you know what? The, the relationship with Jesus is even better because he never lets us down like friends do. And he's died upon a cross. He's given, away, given us a way back to God through what Jesus has done on that cross by dying in our place. So now as we, as we end, if every eye can be closed and just bow our heads, if there's anyone here this morning who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus, who doesn't know Jesus as their friend, I'd love to pray with you and talk a bit more and go through that more in detail with you. So just raise your hand and I'm just going to ask you to come afterwards after the service is finished. And we're just going to pray for you and explain a bit more. Is there anyone here that wants a relationship with Jesus Christ and know him more? Thank you. We'll, we'll have a chat later. Anyone else? Thank you, Lord. Let's just pray. Father, we just thank you for the amazing characters that are in your word, in your Bible, uh, that have been psychics to other people, that have been those great companions who have given encouragement, who have given leadership, who have, who have just been loyal and those encouragers that have encouraged the people. May we be great psychics to those people around us. May we find people who can be on the journey with us uh, to be that um, companion and those... Um, uh, that encouragement that we need as well. So, Father, I just uh, thank you for your love and for your compassion that you lavish upon us. Father, may we go away from this place and out of this building to know you more, to know you better, to tell others who are in brokenness about what you've done for them, that you've come as their rescuer because it's good news, because we want people to know about this good news of God sending his son, Jesus Christ, to set us free, to live free. In Jesus' name, amen.